0: Betting Preview podcast from Pregame.com.
1: Pregame.com.
0: Broadcasting straight from the Las Vegas Strip.
1: Vegas, baby.
0: With your host, R.J. Bell. I saw him on ESPN.
1: Can I call Marco Daddy?
0: VR seems wild.
1: Texas A&M at Oklahoma State. Thursday ESPN, Marco, what should we be looking at? What should batters be looking at?
0: Well, the big question that jumps out to me the minute I saw this game is why is this line only three points with Oklahoma State minus three at home? Uh, This is a game where it's the fourth straight home game for Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State has just been scoring points in bushels. They're averaging 57 points a game. This is the first road game for Texas A&M, and they've played all cupcakes. Okay,
1: so the fact that it's the first road game is a disadvantage for A&M. Even though we're moving towards the fourth game for a lot of these guys, it's a situation where they're, they're face, this team's facing a new experience on the road.
0: Absolutely. And what I'm looking at is Vegas setting this number at three. Even though it's, you know it's the full field goal, in reality you're looking at Oklahoma State just winning this game at home.
1: Yeah, see, I disagree. See, to me, that's a mentality I think it's important that we try to draw out of the batters because it's so common to say, oh, pick, you know, what's three, pick the winner. But in truth, if that were the case, who's ever going to take, like, or, who, what dogs at plus three? Uh, l- let's flip it and say, let's look at the A&M side. If you're saying that laying the three is just picking the winner. Then you must be saying, taking the three is just picking the winner, and if that is the case, who in the right mind is going to think texas a and m is a better than fifty percent chance in this game? The value is the three.
0: I hear what you 're saying, but i 'm going to respectively disagree with you disagreeing with me, and what we 're talking what i 'm looking at and we 're going to get into an area which we could go into a long conversation. this is the type of line based on the way. Oklahoma State is rolling, and Texas A&M has not had any test of any kind yet. That seeing a number of three almost throws up the flag to me. Is this being a trap? No. Game. So if
1: you want to say it's a short line, and that there, it seems like they're really tempting you to lay the short number. I can agree with that. Well, but but so let's agree with that. But the distinction I want to make is the idea that lane three is picking a winner. Though in college, three is less uh, common than in the pros. In the pros, it's even more common. But in college, three is the most common number, just like in the pros. It's just not as common as the pros. So my point is that if you feel like you're laying three and you're not really laying anything, which is what picking the winner is, you're making a mistake. and You're always going to be laying three and rarely be taking three, which, if anything, you want to take points as much as you can.
0: I agree with that. And when I make that statement, I'll say it, that if I think that, like you said, I'm thinking as the line being short, so my gut reaction would be to the dog. Because what, Vegas, I'm going to do the opposite of what I think Vegas wants you to do in this game. Which
1: is, is one of your basic tenets of you as a handicapper, and it's really something that, that, that you've succeeded with greatly, so I'm not going to question that. Let me give you a couple ATS trends here that really follow with the idea that Oklahoma State is, or that Oklahoma State seems to be the side, though you, it looks like you're going to be a little contrary with it. Um, I like to profile teams. Uh, it's rare that a team has a true profile. For example, some teams like, the, they like to blow out bad teams, but they have trouble when they play good teams. Or mm-hmm. some, some, like a high state, though this year not so much. Uh, they keep it close against bad teams, not as, you know, really close, but they're won by 17 instead of 37, though this year not so much. Uh, but in a tough game, they do well, but then you extend the profile with the high state is when they have a really tough game, they, they crap out. You know, that's been the profile of the last five, seven, eight years with them. Oklahoma State is 34-15 and 15 ATS as a favorite. Now, let's think about that. That's over 67% for 50, almost 50 games, you're saying, this bet them as a favorite for 50 games, you're hitting 67% better than any handicapper in the world. They seem to do well when they are, if they're by definition a favorite, they, they, they are going to likely overpower the team, they're physically superior. Or they play well at home too, which is, you know, most teams like Oklahoma State that are not elite aren't going to be laying points on the road too much. So, good home team, good when they're physically equal or better. A&M, 9-24 as a road dog. All right, so you're looking at an extreme on both sides. A&M doesn't seem to travel too well, especially when they're overmatched. And Oklahoma State does well at home as a favor. So I really think the profile leans Oklahoma State. Now, a lot of listeners out there and viewers might say, wait a minute, 50 games, these kids were 14, you know, 15 years old 50 games ago. I think that's true, but I really believe that, that, that coaches especially, but even more so programs, have a culture. You can't lie that, that a team like Hawaii has never been a, a grinded-out defensive team uh, through all the coaches. Right. And it strikes me that A&M and Oklahoma State have a culture which really points to Oklahoma State. So before you make your prediction, what do you think of that profile?
0: Uh, it's a good profile, and going back to the coaches, this is a coaching staff that I think, you know, when they get a lead, they don't take their foot off the gas. Oklahoma State. This take, yeah. Oklahoma State. I'll give you one stat that'll break that down even further. A subset, um, as I said, they're averaging fifty-seven points a game this year. When they score fifty or more in their last game, Oklahoma State, the next game, thirteen and two ATS. So Both, they.
1: So they're front runners. Yep. A lot of stuff that, that leans Oklahoma State here, but you're
0: the contrarian. Give us your projection. Well, right now I'm going to give you this game right on the number, it, and I will say a biased. I am leaning towards the A&M side. I think that come tomorrow, we're taping on Wednesday. I'll find myself on A&M, but right now I got Oklahoma State 30 to 27 in this game. I think the odds maker has it pretty close. This game did open at three and a half, and the initial buy came down to three.
1: Okay, so really. This is interesting because on one hand, we think the profile and maybe even the handicap leans Oklahoma State. You think the number's too good to be true. That makes you lean dog. But really, ultimately, it probably evens out to say this number probably feels about right, which most numbers are about right. And if you want to play for recreation, great. But if you're playing to make money, you want to stay away from those games. Absolutely. Now it's your turn to continue the conversation in the comments section with me and Marco. And next up is my weekly free pick best bet on the ESPN Friday night game, BYU at Utah State. For the best deals from trusted sportsbooks, visit PregameAction.com. For free, real-time odds, lines, and scores, visit PregameLines.com. BYU at Utah State, ESPN Friday Night Football, and it's my video, Best Bet of the Week. Marco, what should betters be looking at in this game?
0: There's a phrase in horse racing, dropping in class. BYU is dropping big time in class for this game. It's the fourth game of the season. It's the first time they've made, been made a favorite this year.
1: Fourth game of the season for BYU in this case. For BYU. Okay. So what does that mean for us? Is it, there's two ways, or I, I guess the obvious answer would be they need, a, they need a big win, and now they're in a position to be the favorite, and they're really going to take advantage.
0: That's the common sense approach, but what you have to do, the dilemma that presents handicappers in a game like this is because you're dealing with such a disparity in talent, you've got to look at the stats and dissect through them. Because right now, if you look at BYU stats, everybody they've played, you know, they've played games against Washington, Air Force, Florida State, Nevada, all good ball clubs. So their stats are going to be bad. So now you've got to try to work through them and adjust them to playing a team like Utah State.
1: And we talk about that in college especially when there's such a disparity between quality of opposition, especially early in the season. It, it, you've got to be very careful looking at things. Uh, we have a stat that I'm going to give later that uh, Oregon has outscored their opponents at home 141-0. to zero. <laughs> So... <laughs> Now their opponents were, I think, Portland State and, and whoever. So clearly, you've got to be careful with uh, statistical adjustments. Really, though, it, it, it's probably dangerous to even do it as a gut feeling because what you're going to say is, oh, BYU's had a tough schedule. Maybe things aren't so bad. Some of the real stats handicappers out there have Saragan-type Uh, computer models to do these adjustments. I think in general, for a handicapper that's not really experienced with the adjustments, just be very careful of the stats whenever you have a college team that's had an extreme easy schedule or an extreme tough schedule.
0: Absolutely. Another thing about this game, and we've used this phrase several times this year on the show, this is what I call a one-way rivalry. BYU and Utah State, they play obviously in the same state, It's more of a rivalry game for the Utah State players than it is for BYU because Utah State's going to look at, next to playing Utah, this is the biggest game on the schedule for Utah State, playing big brother, so to speak, BYU.
1: Okay, which actually segues into my free pick here, uh, my best bet video pick. BYU has won 20 of 21 versus Utah State. In the last 10 games of this series, BYU has been favored by an average of, take a guess.
0: It's probably double digits for sure. I'm going to say 14, 21 points. There you go.
1: This Utah State has an ESPN home game. Can you imagine any scenario for Utah State in which they have a a, a, a big or, you know, a big brother that's been beaten on them? 20 out of 21 years that they've been, usually they enter in the game with no chance of winning, 21-point underdogs on average. Now you have a combination of you are within a touchdown. You're less than a touchdown underdog, and ESPN's there. I think that you're going to get the very best possible performance out of Utah State. Now let's flip and consider what we're going to get out. Well, first of all, do you agree with that? I agree with that psychologically. Forget the matchups. Forget how much the defensive end weighs. I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about the motivation. You like to talk about gradients of motivation. U- Utah State's a hundred out of a hundred here. It's
0: probably a hundred and ten. This is. It's going to be a frenzied, you know, home crowd because they never get a TV camera there. And I'll tell you, we've already had a game similar to this—not line-wise, but everything you're talking about—and that was when Marshall hosted West Virginia on a. It was mm-hmm. a Thursday or Friday game; I don't remember which, but earlier this season, and Marshall took. It Friday game, I remember. It took yeah. it to overtime.
1: I, for sure, and and that was a situation that Marshall was, I think, plus twelve or something mm-hmm. like that. So, okay, so let's flip and talk about BYU. You could say, oh, they're going to be so excited to get a win. I'm not so sure. When, when, when you've been in a situation, just here in local Vegas talk radio, they were talking about how they thought BYU was a team that could reload every year. And this, they're very surprised about how they're playing. Who knows really what's going on within this program? And I think it may be a situation where they're like, yeah, we could win this game, but who can? We're not going to make a bowl. I'm not saying they're not going to try, but I don't think they're going to enter into this game like, well, here's a chance to actually win. I think it's going to be we're having a sucky season. That sucks, and it's going to be hard to – remember, we always talk about, and as the college season progresses, we'll be talking about it more. When a team loses the game, which makes it where their season goals are not going to be met – the next game is usually their worst game because psychologically, if your goal is a bowl and you lose that seventh game or whatever it is that makes you non-bowl eligible, it's hard to come out motivated. This BYU team, I don't, it's been established. Their season is in the toilet. I, I, I just question their motivation here.
0: Well, they still have conference play to look at, but... For what? To what end? Well, they're not both ineligible yet, but they'd have to run the table. You know, that they got room for one more loss. We're talking reality here. Well, we're talking I mean, mathematics.
1: Saying, no, but that's not reality. I mean, that's like saying that the Red Sox two days ago weren't. They had to lose, win seven straight, and the Yankees had to lose six straight. You think the Red Sox are thinking we're in this thing? I mean, what I'm saying is it's been a huge emotional disappointment. For, for college for kids that are nineteen twenty twenty one years old for BYU the idea that they're going to get all psyched up to play Utah State again they're not maybe they're going to be a seventy out of a hundred I just think that it, it, the K I think some handicappers could say okay you're right Utah State psyched for all the reasons we talked about but BYU psyched because they're finally going to get a win and all that I think at best it's a hundred to seventy and it, and to me that's a big psychological edge, emotional edge, motivational edge for Utah State.
0: I agree with you on that.
1: All right, before I give my best bet prediction, do you have any other key points?
0: Um, I have a stat for you. BYU playing on a short week. The last 12 times that BYU played with a short week of prep time, they're only 2-10 against the spread.
1: So good. You think those Mormons would be, you know, very focused on preparation? It's it's kind of the opposite of my Miami of Florida thing, where they did have a bye week, <laughs> though it didn't work out so well last weekend. No, it did. All right. So let's move on and talk about our prediction. I'm going to actually go with Utah State to pull the upset, twenty-seven, twenty-four, and that's my video best bet pick of the week.
0: Good stuff, and uh, I agree with you with the play. I uh, can't disagree we got to give a coupon away here, too, in, Oh, with the best bet. You know,
1: it, it, what we do is, and you give a best bet every week, I give a best bet. In one of those videos, we give a coupon for pregamepros.com. Hit it.
0: Yeah, we decided to put the best bet coupon in RJ's because we needed a little more value with his picks on his segment. <laughs> <laughs> so the best bet coupon is just that, Best Bet 10. All one word, best bet, and the number 10. You'll get $10 off anything you buy. You can use that coupon one time. Just add it when you go to the shopping cart, and it'll automatically take $10 off. And if the package happens to be $10, you get it for free.
1: And this is pregamepros.com.
0: Pregamepros.com.
1: All right, now it's your turn to join the conversation in the comments section with me and Marco. And next up on the next uh, video podcast and audio, we're going to be talking Saturday college football.